Sometimes you're flush and sometimes you're bust. And when you're up, it's never as good as it seems. And when you're down, you never think you're going to be up again. But life goes on. Remember that. Money isn't real, George. It doesn't matter. It only seems like it does. All right. Welcome to Staying in Trouble. Hey, you know. Good to have you back. It's good to be back. So uh, this episode's brought to you by Rooftop Realty. Uh, heard a story about you. Great. Yeah, yeah. This homeless guy came in. <laughs> you got him full market price for his little box underneath the tunnels on the strip, and he's a happy man. <laughs> I said, you know, if, if you have a mansion to sell, a box to sell, or whatever it is, you come down, you see Eric at Rooftop Realty. Him and his people are going to treat you well, and they are going to uh, help you sell or buy that home so that's what this episode is brought to you by we also do uh, hoa management property management um, our guest today is a local celebrity which uh, i always say that and he goes no that's not me and my eyes get like this big and um, i'm a proud recipient of some of his swag from back in the day um, i've known this guest for close to like 20 years I think it's, it's over 20 years. We're getting um, up there in age. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I, I want to introduce our guest. He is, uh, uh, and this kind of gives you the, the theme of what we're talking about today. He's actually a recipient. Uh, we got a little malfunction. Hold on. We I always forget this part. Is, uh, See, we're, we're still rookies, man. Oh. And so uh, my guest, our, our guest today is Donovan Stewart. He's a recipient of a four-year full-ride scholarship to UNLV. And now he's a father, a dad, a coach, a local businessman. Um, Donovan, what do, you, what do you do now? What's your current position? So my, my current position is the uh, scholarships um, counselor at the Public Education Foundation. So... Um, over the last few years, I've been uh, a, a comprehensive campus uh, high school counselor at Foothill High School, and then prior to that, I was at Del Sol. Um, prior to that, I um, was a teacher in, in the Clark County School District, a special education teacher. Um, and then way back in the day, you know, I have tried many different businesses and, <laughs> and been in and out of the insurance business and um, the real estate business with you. Um, you know, but, uh, but, you know, way back in the day, I did play basketball at UNLV and that's what brought me out here. Um, you know, um, prior to that, I was a prep school kid. Um, I was one of those, uh, um, kids that left home and went to prep school similar to, you know, what they have at Finley prep right now, where they, where they have kids coming in from all over the, all over the world. Um, I was a kid in Southern California that went out to uh, Connecticut to play for Cheshire Academy. Um, oh, nice. They had a really cool program um, back then. We played against Maine Central Institute, which was like a powerhouse. It was probably the Finley Prep before Finley Prep. Um, you know, so um, you know, and I can go. For, you want me to go further back? I'll go further back. Sure. So it, prior to that, I was a kid. Uh, I was born in New York City. Um, grew up in New York. Um, you know, I went to school. Um, out there, I moved around a lot. My family is originally from Jamaica, um, but but when I was ten, my mom passed away. Um, she was actually um, killed, um, and my dad wasn't around. So my grandmother raised me from that point, 
and, um, you know, raised me up to be a uh, responsible and, and caring and, and, and hardworking young man. Um, she actually has Alzheimer's right now, you know, and doesn't recognize who I am. But, um, you know, it was great to be um, taken in by her at 10. Um, but then I had that basketball dream at about 16. And, you know, I begged her to, um, you know, I begged her if I can leave and go off into um, and pursue that with prep school. And then from there, I became like a top 50 player, um, came out to UNLV, thought I was going to be a two year at the most and done <laughs> <laughs> kind of player. Uh, my freshman year, I, I uh, and what back year? surgery. What this year was, was 1996. 96. Yeah, 1996, right. 97. That year, I got back surgery. Um, came back from that for my red shirt freshman year, 97, 98, and got off to a really great start. Was, was uh, you know getting a lot of playing time, scoring a lot, um, and um, you know we were we were doing well. Who, who did you um, always beat? Who was uh, who? Who did you uh, put down in practice all the time? That became a um, maybe a household name. I don't know. I mean, I, I, we, we had so many Who's things on going squad? on. Who was on your squad? Yeah, we had, we had a lot. Of, we, well, during the summer, there was, there was the summer games where I was one type of player, and then there was the UNLV player, Donovan. So in the summertime when I had a lot of freedom and it was this street ball and, you know, yeah. and I would be going at it, you know, whoever was out there, um, you know, it just did, it, it didn't matter. I was, I was a scorer, and I, and I would love to go one-on-one. Um, on the teams that I played <coughs> – um, initially, we had Tyrone Nesby, Keon Clark were probably the top two players because they went on and, and did big things. But Kevin Simmons was also a great player. Um, you know, Brian Keefe, who's, who's a NBA coach right now. Um, you know, those two guys transferred from uh, UC Irvine. Um, but, but we had a lot of talent on that team. But I think that initial team that I played on, um, Tyrone Nesby and Keon Clark were the top two guys that went and uh, you know, did big, thing, big ugh, did big things in the NBA. Yeah, nice. And then after that, um, Sean Marion came in, mm-hmm. and Sean, you know, the Matrix. Um, you know, he was did, with us. Did he one have year. a career? What, what's is he a teacher too? Or no, he's not a teacher. He's actually, <laughs> uh, he's actually an NBA champion, and um, he's 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 done he's done really well. Um, um, and now he's like an NBA ambassador traveling the world and, 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 and doing some wonderful things. So, um, played with him as well. Um, you still keep in contact with any of these guys? Um, you know what? Just do social media. Oh, okay. Just do social media. Um, I saw Marcus Banks the other day. I actually didn't play with him. Um, but, um, but I saw him. I don't think Marcus plays anymore. He's he's working. No, he doesn't play anymore. He's, he's done. <laughs> he's, a, he's, he's 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 actually, a little bit close. He's a lot. He's invested, well invested in the dad bod. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He's he's doing some stuff over at Lifetime. That's, yeah, that's where I see him. Um, Lifetime up in Summerlin. And um, when I saw him recently, I told him that he was one of the. Although we didn't play together, we played in the summer together because in the summer that's where we had some really great, um, you know, just pick up battles. You know. Yeah. Um, and I remember um, him when he was just kind of transitioning over from the junior college. He went yeah. to junior college to UNLV. But I remember trying to dribble past him. And I told him that he was probably one of the toughest players that, you know, just like, man, this guy is quick and strong 
and I'm having a hard time getting past him. You yeah. Know? So let me. So and he's guarding me at half court. You know. So let me let me pass the ball. Let <laughs> 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 me pass the ball, and then and 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 then and then what I did, you know, uh, you know, then I tried to take him down low because I'm taller taller right. than him, and and I could shoot over him, but. I remember him being one of the toughest players that I've ever played against to, you know, just try to get by and, yeah. and, and, and uh, um, off the dribble. So, um, so yeah, that's my full on story, man, or, or at least part of it. Um, so with what I'm doing right now <coughs> at the Public Ed Foundation, um, we have a program. Um, the Public Ed Foundation is all about making education better in Southern Nevada. Um, so there's a lot of programs that they have. They have a teacher leadership program where all of, a lot of teachers go in and they get trained by some of the brightest minds in the world um, because we bring them in from, from all over the world and they, and they get um, no, I some don't, really I, good training. I, I never knew that. I just uh, every, yeah. every news article I read about the school district is negative. Negative. Yeah. We're wow. the worst ever. Their yeah. teachers are the crap. Yeah. More horrible, so, this and that. Like, this is the first time I've ever heard this. And, well, and I know Donovan, but we talk about some other things, but I never bring some imagine. positivity to it. Yeah. Man. <laughs> well, bring there has to be that out there. Um, you yeah. know, I've been in the district for for many, many years. Um, and, uh, and you know, I'm, I'm actually getting to see a lot more um, being able to go into different schools and, and see what they're doing. Um, but at the Public Ed Foundation, we also have an um, administrative leadership program where we, bring, where we do the same thing. You know, oh, we bring nice. in, um, you know, the brightest minds in the world and help train the leaders, uh, you know, at, at schools. We have a teacher exchange where teachers come and they come in, you know, we will get donated items from hotels or different places. Yeah. And then we give them, you know, we have like a, a credit and then they're able to come and shop in our store, which is pretty, which is pretty cool. Um, we have an arts program where Green Valley came and they had an exhibit the other day and, and their students and their families were able to come. So and, and, why, and do why, some art, why are we not artwork. hearing about this? You got to keep your ear to the street, Eric. I don't know what streets you're keeping your ear to, man. But <laughs> <laughs> Well, I just it's said he's there. selling it's homeless, he's <laughs> yeah. selling homeless guys homes. No, I mean this, like, you know, I know that good publicity is not like, you know, news five, you know, headlines. Mm -hmm. But so I just feel like, you know, as a parent, I'm not getting this message. I'm not. Get, that's not the message. No. Like we're like where I live, which is in Henderson. Um, there's more charter schools in Henderson as a clump together than I think anywhere else in the valley. And part of that is which is ironic because the top elementary schools in the valley are all in Henderson. Mm -hmm. Like. There's only like two elementary schools that aren't like four, four star and above. Yeah. Which, like per capita, if you look at it, is like, well, if I want my kid to have the best elementary school experience, you would send them to a school in Henderson. And it's just ironic that we have um, off of Lake Mead and Boulder Highway, within two miles, you have uh, four charter schools and one private school. Um, like a private LMCA as a private charter hybrid. And so I, f I find it interesting that like the most news we get is S Vegas is on the bottom of the bucket. I don't want my kids going to school here when you're, I mean, everything you're telling about, this is what actually builds up the program, right? You talked about you a little bit as, as, as being a basketball player and about being on a team. You're like, hey, in the summer ball, man, we could roll, you know, it's an and one mixtape in the summer. <laughs> right. Yeah. And then 
But come fall, when you got to pay, you know, play for a scholarship, and you're playing on a team with a coach, mm-hmm. you know, the messages are all different. Yeah. And I think that that correlates to what's going on right now. Whereas you're like, hey, we've got these great programs going on, and reason why I want to have Donovan in is is, is talk about like, so Donovan uh, used to be licensed with me. I'm a real estate broker by trade, and like you said, he used to do insurance. He's done these different uh, you know avenues, and a lot of times when even when you're going to college anyways as a regular person, you're like. I have no idea what I'm going to do in life anyways. Right. And I think it's even personified when you're a scholarship player, because now everyone kind of look, looks up to you, right? You've got all the resources of the university and hopefully the university is going, you know what, you know, we brought this kid in, we gave him a scholarship and something great became of it. Mm -hmm. Um, When I was telling Adam about, Hey, I, I really want to get Donovan in. Donovan's got a great story is, uh, I would take it back to that moment. How did you how, like, this is really personal Donovan, but how mm-hmm. did you know that your mom was murdered? Oh, well I found her. I found her. Oh, wow. Yeah. When, when I was, when I was 10 years old, um, you know, I, I went to, you know, my, my mother put me to bed. It was a Wednesday night. I've actually been digging into this lately and been, and been sharing it with people. Um, because I woke up one day and you know, I'm 42 now, but I woke up one day and, and thinking, man, this happened in 1987. I wonder if some of these people are out. And I had yeah. two names in mind um, that, that, and I, you know, so I have a story in my nine, 10 year old mind of what, of what happened. Yeah. Um, you know, but, but um, um, I didn't know that to be a fact, you know? So I actually reached out to um, um, the Nassau um, County um, District Attorney's Office and they couldn't find anything. Wow. Okay. <laughs> At all. That's not promising. And, and I yeah, called my godmother. I'm like, uh, "What's going? Where is that house again?" And it was actually, um, it was actually in Queens. So it was in Rosedale, Queens. Okay. So as soon as I called Queens and, and I gave them the information, they were able to find it. And um, you know, so that so what happened was that night I was you know put to bed and I you know I'm a nine year old. Yeah. I didn't want to go to bed. My mom let me sleep in the in the guest room that night, and the doorbell rang. And that was pretty much the last interaction I had w- with my mom. I actually f- went to the guest room. I fell asleep, um, and I woke up the next morning, and her and her friend were were murdered. Um, I called the police. Um, the police told me to hide. You know, they asked if anybody was still in the house. If I heard any noises, I said no. Um, and then they picked me up, pretty much. Um, and that was really the reason that um, you know, because the people who who did it, I kind of I knew who they were, and. Um, you know, I, I, so, so my, to protect me, my family, um, thought it'd be a good idea to move out to California. Yeah. That was the primary reason that I, you know, other than, you know, I, I'd visited the year before and I was like, man, it was like a paradise out there compared to <laughs> New York city. Um, um, but, but for safety reasons, they thought it'd be a good idea to move me. Um, so that's why I ended up in California. How do you think, how do you think your childhood affected you? now as a dad oh man it, it affected it affected me big time it's still affecting me because you know um um the other day um you know uh, some someone it was this, ha- this actually happened a couple nights ago i mean uh, did i tell you about this no so someone threw a boulder through my oh yeah window you, you were just starting to tell us a someone story. threw a boulder through my window uh, a couple nights ago um like i mean this boulder is probably 20 30 pounds 
Wow. And and I think, a lot of commitment. You know, I, I have a. Right? I know. I know. So, so my, my house backs up to a park. Yeah. And the park is elevated, so you know it's elevated, and my house is a little bit lower. So it's like it takes a an, an heave to really you know um, get it in there. But the yeah. park is dark at night. So I'm talking to you about uh, security systems yeah. and ring and all that kind of stuff. And and, and I'm, I'm in the market for a security system. But um, that incident, I think, when I was a kid, impacted my life all the way up until this point. And I'm, I've reached a turning point, I think. Um, because ever since I was 10, I've been really hands-off with armed, you know, just with guns. Yeah. And I wanted nothing to do with guns at all. Until now. Because, yeah. <laughs> because you know, you know I, I, I've come to that realization with my wife and my kids. I'm like, man... You know, what if, you know, someone, what if that was just the beginning? They broke the window and then a bunch of people came in, you know, right. or, um, you know, just for protection of, of my family. You know, I think it's in my best interest to to have a weapon in the home, you know. Um, so so I'm in the market for, for that. I'm in the market for a security device. But when I was a kid, I had made a decision <coughs> because, I, you know, my upbringing, I had seen you know, drugs and, and certain things yeah. and, and guns. And I decided that I want nothing to do with those, those things because those things in my mind caused the, the, or were part of the death of my mom. Yeah. So I really, really stayed away, but now I feel like I, you know, I have no choice, but to, um, in order to just protect my home and protect my space, um, you know, um, get comfortable with, 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 you know, using a firearm and get the proper training, um, so that I can protect my, 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 my family. And how do you think, so like, and I, and I think I do this too. So, um, I didn't have, uh, a father, fatherly role in my life mm -hmm. when I was a kid. And I think now as a dad, like I'm trying to like fill that dad role that I didn't have as a kid. Do you feel like, and I'm just guessing at that. I'm not a psychologist, but I, like I try to be the best dad that I could be like mm -hmm. the dad, dad in my head. Like you're talking about like, Hey, I don't remember the exact events. Like they, maybe they went down mm -hmm. and I am looking back and going, you know, I, you know, I actually had a lot of support now. Like as an adult, you understand things differently. Yeah. And like growing up, I had my uncles help me with Pinewood Derby cars. Mm -hmm. I had my uncles help me with, uh, fixing cars. I had my, neighbor down the street teach me how to be a mechanic um and so i had this different support system of of fathers really yeah. right oh, yeah. and and i wonder like i've gotten the opportunity through my children of coaching a lot of teams mm -hmm. and i love it i'm a little overly passionate so <laughs> i teach uh i teach morning seminary and so some of the kids that i've coached against are now in that class yeah and it's funny because they bring it up all the time they're like oh eric uh, they go you know brother humes hey we know you uh you get kind of upset on the sidelines i'm like that's not upset <laughs> that's passion <laughs> and, uh, you know and uh i find myself now like you like little adjustments in life like mm -hmm. you know we we played a volleyball game and and the referee who actually is in charge of the league made bad calls left and right and i'm like I said, you know what? That's not going to affect me. It's all about the kids. My kids have a great time. And, but just so you know, that was a wrong call. That was a wrong call. That was a wrong call. <laughs> yeah. 
And I said, we're still friends. Right. And, uh, and I'm not going to like beat you up on it to like more than like five times tonight. I'm sure you were this calm when you said that too. I actually, I was, it was <laughs> it, like, I've turned a little, I've turned a little bit. Yeah. Right. And, uh, and so I wonder like how much like each of us are trying to either like, like that was my thought when you talked about, Hey, these were the recollections I had in my, in my mind. And now you went back and you looked at the police report and like what really happened. Yeah. 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 That police report. So, so my dream was that they were going to get out and come for me, you know, because I was, I was, I was, yeah. you know, part of that. I was in the house. I knew who they were and all that kind of stuff. And, and what I learned when I, when I did some digging that it was, it wasn't two guys, it was four guys, you know, I learned, wow. their, learned all of their names. Um, and I learned that three of them got, um, um, 15 to life and are actually out. Um, they were all released to immigration wow. though. And, mm. and so, so deported. Yeah. Um, and then I learned that one was, was still in and he's not up for parole until like 2030 something. And I, I, anticipate that he was the one that actually pulled the trigger yeah um so just learning that learning their names learning their birthdays learning you know just information about them was um you know i, I think it, it, i think it was good for me my wife was was telling me was like man you need to maybe we should go maybe you should you know think about doing some counseling to kind of help you work <laughs> through this part you know i'm like i'm good honey i've been de you know i've been dealing with this for a long time and i'm totally comfortable speaking about it and sharing it with people i share it with you know, who, whoever, you know, wants to listen. Um, I, I think I it think empowers people. I think like, yeah. like it inspires me just, yeah. you know, like um, I, I did share a little bit of your story with Adam before you coming on today. And and like just to give him a little like texture and now to hear this, that you actually, you know, because I think for so long in society, like, hey, something bad happened mm -hmm. and we all just stay like, we just keep quiet about it. Right. Yeah. And it ends up festering. Yeah. You know, like for me, not having a dad figure growing up, like I always felt like a little second class citizen mm -hmm. beyond the fact that I literally am a redheaded stepchild. Okay. <laughs> and so, but I carry around, I, and I equate it to like, you know, when they talk about in literature about, you know, having a scarlet letter, I carried that around for so many years. I was mm -hmm. so embarrassed. Yeah. I have no idea who my dad is. Yeah. You know, um, but I'm so grateful that my mom decided to, you know, keep me and, you know, my mom hid her pregnancy with me actually up until a week before I was born. Hmm. Uh, my mom just piled on the winter clothes. I'm born in December. If everyone wants to send us a little birthday gift, I celebrate year round. Um, and so, and then my family would tell me stories about that. Like, oh yeah, we had no idea your mom was pregnant until like wow. you popped out. Wow. And uh, you know, most people are like, Eric, you got thick skin. I got thick skin because I've been a redheaded stepchild my whole life. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and, and so people calling me names and whatnot, that, that that's, that's, I, I grew up with that in my house. Yeah. My so stepdad. having that information, you think that was a healing part of the healing process for you and Eric, like, like knowing more about your I say genealogy, your history, your personal history. Yeah. Yeah. Did, did did that help the healing yeah. process of it? Yeah, I, I I think so because it's just you know it's like you know what I was told, and now I just know the facts. So I just feel like just more knowledgeable about yeah, my for own sure. personal 
you know, situation, you know. So for me, it was good, and, and I'm actually going to continue to communicate with them because my grandmother was actually the one that would communicate and get updates and that sort of thing. Yeah. So I'm going to take over that role. Wait, what do you mean by communicate with them? Like so, the well, actual you know, like people? Would, or, no, when or they would the, come up for parole. Oh, God. Like the, the district it. attorneys and, and all the, the law enforcement, you know, um, um, folks that work the case yeah. and all that, they would communicate and give my grandmother updates. Um, Would you know, ever cro- try to Absolutely. Talk I already to know where you're going. Well, no, not <laughs> well, no, 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 no. Like, oh. like, like, I don't know. I mean, I, I've never been in a situation like that, so I'm just speaking out, you know, outside the bounds, but to actual communicate with the person, mm. that person in prison, would you ever, or, or would that be too much? Um, right now, I think that'd be too much. It'd yeah. be too much for me. Um, you know, um, I, 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 I kind of was disappointed to hear that three of them only got one, you know, they each got 15 to life uh, Probably sentences. served less. Yeah. And, um, no, they, they all did actually more than 15 years. Okay. They did more than 15 years. But I was disappointed with their sentencing, um, you know. Um, so uh, from the... Um, case perspective, I'm, I'm interested, like in making sure that the, the 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 gentleman that's in there now, you know, doesn't get out or yeah. doesn't have a, you know, doesn't have that same opportunity that the others did, um, you know. But uh, but yeah, as far as like having a conversation out that, I don't think there's no I way. I don't, yeah, I don't think I could. I don't think I, I could do that. Not. I don't not, think I could not, either. Not, I, 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 I have just a lot of I'd forgiveness ask. in my in my <laughs> no. heart, and I've forgiven. Um, you know, a lot of, a lot of people, you know, with certain things and even my, you know, I, have I told you that I've reconnected with my father? No. So I have reconnected with my father and, um, you know, so, um, the last time I saw him, you know, I was, it was around when we buried my mom and yeah. I reconnected back with him probably when I was like 39. Um, and so I, I now have a relationship with him. So that was, was no, a I big think we, we did talk about that because <clears throat> I told you as well, like I've reconnected with, I found out who my biological dad mm. was and I reached out to, and so now, now I'm, I'm, uh, I'm the, uh, in one family, I'm the youngest family. I'm the youngest, <laughs> I'm, I'm the, yeah. I'm the baby of the family and uh-huh. another family. I'm the oldest. Right. And so kind of, I feel like I'm all three in one, in in one respect where I'm how did you reconnect it was a it was a chance uh it was a a chance phone call I was in Dallas and I and with a little bit of like literally from online portals and stuff said hey if this is true um you know uh then this guy might be your your dad and I had called some numbers over the years but Uh no one ever picked up Mm -hmm. and I was in Dallas for a real estate conference. And I said, you know, while I'm here, I'm just going to Google a phone number. So I Google first phone number. It doesn't, doesn't even go through second phone number ends up being my would be sister-in-law. And she's like, I'm like, Hey, I think I may be Jim or JB's son. She's like, I know you're not Jim's because Jim is my husband. And we're like, yeah, we've had a lot of We've had a lot of, uh, yeah, your dad got around quite well. He mm. was uh, a, a friend of the lady folk. <laughs> and, uh, and we always imagine, and he, and before my dad passed away, um, like two months before my dad passed away, I almost got on a flight to Dallas to just knock his door. Like I literally had 
the ticket and checkout. Mm-hmm. It was, it was mid. I remember it's like eleven thirty at night. I just told Sarah, I'm like, hey, I think I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna go to Dallas to, uh, tomorrow and just knock his door. I just have a feeling. Mm-hmm. My mom had already passed away by then, and even after my mom's death, she didn't leave me a lot of clues. And I think you know, you talk about the trauma for uh, how you dealt with the death of your mom. Uh, my mom buried a lot of stuff and she, I think she was embarrassed on how everything went down. Um, they didn't really have a relationship. It wasn't like, you know, boyfriend, girlfriend. And, and I was born in the early seventies, right? I'm almost as young as Donovan. Mm. And, um, (laughs) uh, and so, uh, you know, I think my mom carried around her own set of scarlet letters. And I think part of that, she's like, you know, she left me one name and it wasn't even his name, but it was the right last name. And luckily there's not a lot of them. Mm. And, uh, and then, so I was in Dallas, called my would be sister-in-law said, Hey, well, I'd like to meet up with you guys. I can go mm-hmm. wherever you are in, in Texas. Like I'll stop what I'm doing. And she's like, well, let's not meet up. Uh, we can't meet like today, but we'll meet up, you know, tomorrow night for dinner. I said, okay, great. Of course I got there. I, we got there like hours early. I was there with my business partner, Brad and, and my sister-in-law, Laura. And, um, and we, uh, showed up at Chili's and I'm a pretty big guy. I'm six, two, you know, two, uh, 25 right now for those at home. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Okay. There's no reason to lie. <laughs> and, uh, and my brother, Jim, you know, we're, we're sitting at a table and we're, we're there like a half hour early. Right. I'm just like, uh, and I have no idea what he looks like by the way. So, but I'm pretty sure like, Hey, I'll know it when I see it. This guy walks into the door. He's like six, 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 seven, two eighty, and two eighty strong, mm-hmm. like two eighty still will take a room <laughs> out. Right. Nice. And he waves at me. And so on Monday, actually, I had reached out through Facebook to his daughter just on a whim. I'm like, hey, just so you know, can you have your dad call me? No one called me. What happened was my would-be niece uh, calls her mom and says, dude, this old guy is like stalking me on Facebook. And he sent me this message. Tuesday, I call, talk to Kathy. And Kathy's like, yeah, totally. We'll we'll meet up with you. And they showed up with just a big manila envelope of pictures. And that's when I got rid of my Rogaine because I figured out that <laughs> that uh, I looked just like my biological dad. Wow. Like down to like even the part in my hair right here. Fascinating. This right here is all about my dad. And it was a crazy experience because uh, we met that night and we're talking. And and I'm a pretty talkative person, but uh, Brad and Laura will tell you, they're like, we've never heard Eric so quiet. Mm-hmm. And I said, well, for me... It's a crazy experience. Like I never thought in my lifetime, because about every, I don't know, about every decade I'd start looking again and just do everything about just short of hiring a private investigator to find this guy. Wow. And, uh, um, cause everyone's like, well, why don't you find him? Why don't you find him? I'm like, well, if it was that easy, I would have found him for sure. He didn't go by his name. He, he went by a pseudo name his whole life. His dad went by a pseudo name and my, like, so my grandpa and my great grandpa and my dad all went by pseudo names. They didn't go by their real names. And, 
Um, and they were from rural parts of Montana and Idaho. So it's not like they're from big cities. And, um, and it was great. We, I mean, I've met like other parts of the family and I've met other friends of, of my dad. And, um, but it, it was a surreal moment for me in the fact that I never thought that day would come. It was a surreal moment for my brother, Jim, because he had been praying, um, and, uh, he's, he's Christian and he'd been praying. He, uh, his, he had two, uh, full sisters and they both had passed his, or his sister, my, my half sister, uh, was murdered when she was 20. Um, and then, um, his other sister, his old, they're both older than him. And his other sister had passed away like almost 10 years ago from a heart attack. And he's like, get your heart checked out. Hearts aren't, hearts don't run well in the family. Mm. Um, and so he had been praying. He's like, uh, I just, he just felt like he had no family left. And literally like 48 hours were sitting at Chili's. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he's like, and looking at the pictures of my dad and you look at me and it's like, it's like looking in the mirror. Yeah. Except for my dad was stronger across the chest. He was a professional uh, uh, steer wrestler. Oh wow! Yeah, and so you're saying the potential's there. The the potential is always there. So now I'm trying to get my kids. I'm like, hey, Aiden, come maybe, on, let's, let's Aiden, step maybe it up. we need to put some boots on. Yeah, you know? jeans. Yeah. Got some jeans there. And uh, <laughs> but yeah, that's so that's a little bit of my story, like in connecting, and I think that makes me. And that's what I was leading Donovan down. I was like, so Donovan coaches tennis. What what, uh, what else have you coached? What else have your kids participated in? Oh man, so I have I have uh, two older boys um, that are in college right now, and you know I I coach them in basketball, and you know they've tried everything: fencing, soccer, um, you know, flag football, um, and I've I've helped out you know in as much as I possibly could with all those things um and obviously basketball is my is my was my passion uh with the older boys and so i would try to encourage them to um you know hey this i mean it's simple to be good you know in my in my (laughs) mind it's simple to be good you know if you have some good athletic ability you put yourself on a on a program or or a plan where you're working out you know a couple you know hours a day yeah. And over time, you're going to get really good. But my older boys, they, they didn't want to stick with that plan. <laughs> <laughs> they had their own plan, you know. So, um, so you know, I, I encouraged them and I, and I tried to do, you know, I tried to work out with, with them and, and be there. Um, but they just, they just weren't into it, you know, in that way. So now with my younger boys, I'm, I'm trying something a little new. You know, I, you know, initially... Um, really really involved with with tennis and 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 everything uh my work right now it's kind of taken me away you know i'm not able to go to practices um as much but um but for years uh my lando landon is uh he'll be eight this year so we started him in tennis four years he was really? four years old it feels like it's been seven years it feels like he'll, he'll know, be eight as, in november. as soon as he could hold a racket yeah he'll be eight so he started with tennis at four um, and yes, really involved for, for, you know, four years with yeah. tennis, you know, doing workouts with him, all that. Um, but what, what I've noticed is the more, um, the more I back off, the more, <laughs> the more he tends to, you know, want to get more engaged. So, oh, so I've, been, he, I've, been, I've been backing off a little tennis? bit. Uh, no, we just tried some different things. We tried soccer and, and, you know, we fell into a, 
a really neat program, tennis kids, they work out of Fez Middle School, uh -huh. um, you know, and, you know, initially I would just go and help, um, you know, just pick up balls on the side, and then the guy, next thing I know, he's, he's sending me to a, a, a certification to get USTA certified to, <laughs> to, start, to start coaching. You know, so then I, I, I coached for, you know, I helped out not just with my with with Landon, but with the other kids as well. And I still do when I when I have time, you know, so I'm still very much involved. Um, but it was it was, um, you know, a sport that he just liked. But um, I think as a family, we decided to keep him going with it, um, you know, um, and I was ready to like really really go and really try to make him you know this ten this great tennis pro but we're kind of keeping it on a participation level you know Got so it. just exposing him I, to a different I love things. hearing that by the way and because just, I've experienced that with Donovan myself that sounds like someday like I had this one kid show up and I could just imagine Donovan's eyes getting really big mm -hmm. I, I, Donovan I don't remember that sales meeting when I came in and introduced you and, <laughs> and I was all giddy and I was like Donovan's on my team oh my goodness <laughs> I still get excited about it and and Donovan's like uh Eric uh maybe we want to take it down by about three notches <laughs> yeah right. and I'm like three notches I said Donovan you just you just give me the green light dude I'm gonna be pouring fuel on this fire and Donovan's like let's let's ease into it let's ease into it. I'm like ease into it no 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 this is uh this is all and so and I think as parents we do the same thing right like yeah. oh man if if my son can throw a ball I might want to he, he might be the next you know major league he yeah, might right. he uh who was the pitcher who saved last night for uh Astros I don't even know Oh, that was phenomenal. Watch. I didn't even watch. Three on, three on, two outs. It was a full count, and he, and he puts it down the pipe, strikes him out. It was phenomenal. I know for the Yankee fans, they, they felt the fiery darts of uh, I got so busy. Of loss last night. I but, the game. Uh, I was watching that and the VJK game. It was, it was great. And Sarah's like, oh, you got to keep up for sports for the podcast. For the podcast. podcast. Yeah, <laughs> I got you. So, so you always let your kids choose. Um, yes, yeah, I let, I let them choose, and and but I I, I present different opportunities to them. Yeah. So Landon is very actually very busy. He's he's also taking piano lessons. Um, we have him in a program called Red Rover after school, where he, nice. he where he does a lot of different running activities. We have him in Beam, where he gets to learn about finances and money. Um, in the past, we've had him take Spanish. Um, is this our know, school district you're talking about, or is, is the do you guys live in Clark some other county school district, man? Some yes. Other. So these are these are all programs that that um, they work through the school district, and they're like after school yeah. programs. So he'll stay after for you know 45, 50 minutes and, and participate in a program. Um, we did start with piano um, through the school district, you know, uh, partnered program, and then we switched over and, and started getting him individual lessons. Nice. Um, you know, so we, he, he, does, we, he, he also does martial arts, you know, which, um, I think um, it's healthy to get kids in as much as they possibly can. Mm -hmm. That was always my rule in our home is, is I don't care what you do. You got to do something yeah. And, yeah. and, and, and you got to stay busy. Uh, you got to get out there you know, and, and whatever they get into. My passion's always been baseball mm -hmm. and that's, I've pushed my kids towards that. And really? then, yeah, you didn't notice that? You didn't watch the game last night. I thought well, maybe you lost it. I'm, I'm chasing kids he's stuff wearing, around. He's wearing a baseball shirt. And yeah. 
Oh. So, uh, but don't, don't get him. But started. that's always everything for him is a baseball analogy. Mm-hmm. So that's he, he's pretty narrow like that. He's well, back to what you were saying <laughs> is is I had the kind of the same experience for the uh, the longest time. I was really involved in helping the kids, coaching, yeah. getting them involved. And one day, my son, Ryder, I thought he was. He I was thought not, he was going pro. He was not hitting well this whole season. He was struggling the whole time. And he, he was working hard and working hard. He couldn't understand why he couldn't click it in the games. And I kept telling him, man, even professionals get through droughts and, and uh, slumps and stuff. Finally, he came and he goes, Dad, I figured out what it was. I said, what? He goes, stop cheering for me. Mm. He goes, I can hear you in the stands, and it's messing me up. So I start backing off. Yeah. So at, at the, the, the parks, yeah. there's the bleachers. Every park's almost the same. I'm behind the bleachers standing up about 10 feet away. And my son will get up to bat, and he'll step into the box. And other parents are like, hey, uh, your son's up to bat. Now, mind you, this is, he's 9, 10 at the time. And I'm like, that's fine. Mm-hmm. And I kept my mouth shut, and it pulled him right out of the slump. Well, yeah, that's there so were, hard. There was something about – trying to maybe please me or whatever it was, but my voice was throwing them all off. Mm-hmm. So every time he heard me, come on, get in there, you know, barking and yelling the, the way that I do. And I get, I mean, you guys can Passionate. understand. I get excited. Yeah. And he says that it was, it was really messing with him. The other coaches, they can yell all they want, and he's fine, and he can process that. But my voice, can, he can really pick that out. Yeah. And it, yeah. it made a difference. But. Yeah, so I, I try to, um, um, I mean, one of my new strategies is to, you know, not that I would be loud and, and you know, I always, I always uh, look at the parents who are loud and just kind of just observe, you know, yeah. not to say, not saying that you're loud. I'm, I'm like, no, right, no, it's what's going, what's going sometimes on Sometimes it happens. I like oh. to, I like to, I like to watch, but. I just worry um, that people don't hear my voice. Right. So I, I boost it up a little bit. <laughs> my voice naturally I don't know if that's carries. a worry. I don't know if that's a worry, but but my <laughs> my strategy now is really to is to be quiet and observe. And if if my kid looks over at me, then I'm smiling and I'm giving him thumbs up. And I try to let the coaches that are out there, you know, um, you know, coach him. Yeah, that's know? huge I try to right let, there. Let, let let him be coached. You know, you're, I'm I'm paying for them to coach him. I'm paying for them to, you know, direct and redirect and all that kind of stuff. So. Um, you know, I, I think as parents, sometimes we feel like we, you know, we, we, we do know a lot, you know, but, um, when you pay someone to coach, just let, let, let your kid be coached and uh, let them have their own experience. Um, and then, you that's, know, that's huge wh- coming from, those- from the flip side of being a coach and you've got parents over there trying to pull their kids to the Absolutely. side and, yeah. and you, as a coach, you just want to pull your hair out. That's my biggest yeah. frustration. I, and I, I would have a meeting with my parents. And sit him down and says, when the kid comes on the field, he's mine for an hour. Mm-hmm. Cheer him on. Yeah. Root him on. Yeah. Show him love. Don't coach. Don't tell him to swing at stuff. Don't tell him to step back. I'm telling him because, well, I'll be honest. I'm trying to win the game. <laughs> if, if, if I want him to hold back, I give him a signal to hold back. I don't want him swinging. Yeah. It, it's all a strategy thing. But when he hears you swinging, he's going to listen to you before he listens to me because right. you're the dad. Right, right, right. You know, I've, no, I've, that's huge. I've even tried to be more careful with the car ride home because for a lot of kids, um, that's the that's the worst part of the game for them is Ooh. the car ride home. Yeah. And you know what the you know what the car Absolutely. ride home is like, right? 
That's when you review every <laughs> single play that happens. And, you know, you ask, as a parent, you ask a lot of leading questions that will kind of lead you to the game so you can start talking to them about, you know, what they did and didn't do in the game. Yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> so, right. so, so but let's talk about your wife for just a second. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because talk that's, about part of the, that's part of the car <laughs> ride. Well, I'm just saying. So my wife never played organized sports uh-huh. entire life because her older sister was phenomenal organized sports mm-hmm. um she ran track cheerlead i don't i think christy played every sport and did really well at it yes and then my wife was just kind of the middle child didn't get the piano lessons didn't get organized sports and just kind of made it through life yeah. and so and then us as a team right she's got a husband who's like dude i'm coaching three teams this season buck up camper we're gonna go for a ride right yeah and and so my wife never does that mm-hmm. she's she's very rarely like that car ride home we're talking about what we're gonna do the rest of the day or yeah you know she's worried about these kids eating i'm like these kids don't need to eat these kids need to buck up maybe yeah. we need to spend another hour practicing is what we need to do right because yeah. yeah. I, sometimes i still have that coach mentality um it's weird about my oldest son is he doesn't like to be coached by other people. And we tried, we've tried almost, we haven't tried fencing. Mm-hmm. We haven't tried fencing yet. <laughs> so you got me on that. You may but like with that. Aiden, we've tried all these sports, the yeah. same thing, like just trying to get him into something that he loves. And it's really taught me that, you know, that philosophy of, you know what, it's, it's their journey. It's not mine, mm-hmm. right? But he only wants to be coached by you. Oh, he, that's usually the, that's part of the contract. My, my kids enjoy negotiations and Aiden is phenomenal at negotiations. And it's like, I can't, I can't beat him down for her. That's a great life skill. Like literally wow. I've seen it in right before me and I just relish in it because negotiating is part of my job. Right. Mm-hmm. And so he's picked up something along the way and he'll probably be better than me at some day. Right now I, I out negotiate him, but you know, I think it's fair to say sometimes he does out negotiate my wife and has for many years. And teachers usually don't figure out that it was a negotiation from day one until they get into like the third semester. And they're like, I, I don't even know what happened. Like literally when he was in fifth grade, the fifth grade teacher, you had a little uh, conference and she's like, I didn't figure out until the third semester that this whole time Aiden's been negotiating with me and that everything was a negotiation and that he's been out negotiating me from day one. Wow. <laughs> and I'm like, what can I say? I said, I, I, and so like, you know what? Yeah. My son doesn't have the passion for organized sports, but he does play like, you know, but only if you coach, that's one of it's usually one of the qualifications is because, you know, I started in baseball, soccer, uh, basketball. I didn't coach him in water polo and water polo is grueling. Like, I wouldn't even know how to coach that. Yeah, water keep your head above water. <laughs> <laughs> There's my advice. Yeah, you're you're so they do like you 30 tread, minutes of cardio for a long time. and then yeah, you're trading tough. water and uh and we struggled with his diet and we just started like a couple years ago figuring out his his dietary needs and now we're just trying to figure out his physical needs. Hey, but Yeah. I don't want you just to get in the gym to get in the gym. I want you to get go do physical activity and have fun with it. Dude, it's much easier to be physically active if you're having fun Absolutely. than it is, hey, I need you to run four miles 
don't even come back through the door until you run four yeah. miles. There's some, there must be something in my voice that my kids do not listen. I've coached them all, and when I tell them to do something, they will not listen to me. I will go to my assistant, will you tell him to do this? And they'll do it with no reservation whatsoever. There, it's the tone of your voice. Is that what it is? Yeah. There must be a bare tone that, that blocks through their hearing or something. that I think it pierces them in the heart. And so they, it's a mixture of fear and hatred all at the same time. See, now yeah. you're getting do, deep, do have, man. Do you have all boys? No, I, I have seven children. I have three girls and four boys. Okay. Is and it different? The, the boys are different than the girls as far as like... Uh, I've never coached the girls. Okay. The girls have done a lot of cheerleading and dance and some volleyball, and their their mom has gotten involved He's just with not that. committed to his girls like no, I am. Me, I now. love girls' bars. I go to all of their stuff. I, I, I don't know that much about volleyball, but I have supported them throughout the way. My, I have one daughter. Uh, she has flag football has gotten huge oh, yeah. amongst the girls in high school. Oh, yeah. Girl high school flag football, I had no idea. They have travel ball. I mean, wow. it, it's huge in this town. Yeah. And my daughter got into it, and I, I was I was shocked. I was like, holy cow, she, she could be tougher than my boys. <laughs> I mean, like she she get out she there is. and she's aggressive, and um, she would she was rushed to the hospital. We were playing Cimarron, and there were some Hawaiian girls, and some of them are, are tough mm-hmm. and big, and they laid her out. Wow. She, she was completely out. And, I mean, concussion, the whole yeah. nine yards. Yeah. And we took her to the emergency room, and, I mean, it, it, was, it, it was crazy. But immediately she gets out, she wanted to go back. I want to get back on the field. And with the concussion, uh, with the Clark County School District, or and my kids go to a charter school. So I even had some questions about your program towards charter schools. But they have very strict rules when it comes to youth sports and concussions. Mm-hmm. Concussion protocol is huge amongst little leagues, amongst all youth sports. Yeah. So once she had that concussion, the doctor put that down. They were very cautious, even for her cheerleading and stuff. And wow. she's had a couple episodes that have come back uh, just this year. She was – uh, in a I don't stunt, know, a stunt, a frame or something, holding the girl. She kind of came down funny. Her shoulder came in and hit hit my daughter in the head, and she thought no big deal. But then the headache started, and it, it started to kick in again. Wow. And some of the same symptoms that she had when she had her concussion when she was playing football came back when she was cheerleading. And uh, so you really have to be careful. Uh, but it, it hurt her because she wanted to get out on the field. She was yeah. there with the team. She was yeah. on the sideline. Yeah. She was That's rooting them on. But yeah. she's that type of personality. It's like, get me out there. Yeah. I'm yeah. tired of standing here. You know. That's tough. Tough, tough, tough. Okay. But, but in your program, does, yeah. it, does it bleed over to the charter schools? Yeah. So, so our, our scholarships program, it, it's, um, it really represents the community. It's individuals in the community. Um, and I'm talking, you know, I mean, you guys could establish one. Eric, I'm trying to get Eric. Come on, Eric. We're, yeah. we're, um, so I was waiting for the trying podcast. To get, trying to get a rooftop realty one. But so Donovan, Donovan, I was waiting for what? the podcast. Are you waiting for this one yeah, to, to, to announce it? Yeah, yeah there you go. All right, there we go. So we're going to, uh, yeah, rooftop realty is going to throw up a, a scholarship. I'm filling out the paperwork over the weekend. I'll have it to you oh, by Tuesday. Way to so go. look at way that. Go. All right. Good job, Eric. Way to go. Thanks. So individuals, businesses, uh, we have principals, teachers, you know, just all people in the community. Nice. Um, creating scholarships for the seniors of the community. 
okay? So um, last year we had 370 different scholarship opportunities. We awarded 638 kids, over 2.6 million. Most of that, or 100% of that 2.6 million went to kids in Southern Nevada, okay? So it's like a pool and a marketplace where kids come to us and they hunt and compete for scholarships. So um, our scholarships are open to, um, um, obviously, the biggest district is CCSD. So most of our scholarships go to CCSD kids, but it is open to charter school kids and private school kids. So they're free to create accounts. And uh, because they're individually decided and ran scholarships, they have to look at the description to determine if it's a good scholarship for them. It might say, you know, th this scholarship is open to CCSD, charter school, and private school. It might say this scholarship is open to just CCSD. It's just a lot of variety in there. Gotcha. So you, you just get comfortable with the search and look for scholarships that where, are good for where you. Where would they go to start this marketplace? Or is there like a portal or so, is it part of their school district portal? Where yeah, so so you can go to the PEF.org backslash scholarships or you can go to the PEF.org and click programs and then scholarships. And we'll, put we'll put a link. We'll put a link on the, it'll, it'll on the site. Set it up. Um, so only current high school seniors and current college students can apply to our scholarships. But I, I always encourage um, underclassmen to know about our program because we've been around, um, or the program's been around. I'm just starting in it. I'm making that transition from Foothill last year. But since 94, 95, over $15 million wow. um, has been, has been um, awarded to students in Southern Nevada. Nice. Um, and every year it just keeps on growing with last year being um, the biggest year ever. So do they have to, I know, well, and so this is, uh, my wife actually had a huge, has a huge specific question for you. Yeah. Actually, she wanted me to ask on the podcast. Uh -oh. So my kids will be out of town for the last week of this semester and, and my son's in middle school and she met with the administration and now my kid is an AB student and, um, good kid, ease and citizenship, you know participates da 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 um and either vice principal or something was like uh well if he's not here to take the exams on that last week he's going to get an f mm -hmm. and then he's going to get an f on his report card mm -hmm. but his he'll come back take the test and it'll be he'll he can make up the grade on his transcript mm -hmm. does that affect does that does an eighth grade grade potentially affect his his college or scholarship uh, opportunities? No, um, I would say, I'd, I'd say no. Um, for our scholarships, you're gonna upload your um, high school transcript. So it is a transcript and that's the most important. Yeah, so, so the, and that's the high school transcript. So on yeah. the high school transcript, there will be though, um, maybe a computer credit from middle school, sixth grade, because yeah. um, a lot of the middle schools give computers in sixth grade. Um, depending on what classes he's in too, um, you know, like if he's a, a kid that's really, really smart with math and he's taking algebra one in middle school yeah. and geometry, some kids are taking geometry in middle school, that counts for high school credit. Also Spanish. Wow. So any of those classes that count for high school credit that, That's actually will. a sensitive subject with him because in order to have those uh, upper tier math classes, you actually had to start in fifth grade. And his friend is, uh, his friend is tiered up. And my son's competitive, actually. He's mm -hmm. a, you know, I don't know if you remember this 
Ataj as a coach or as a player, but you know, you have practice players and then you have game day players, right? Mm -hmm. And I was telling you that my son is not really into sports, mm -hmm. but when, we, when he is on a team yeah. and it is game day, he wants to win. Yeah. Like he's no, like, and I'm like, dude, where, where is this passion Monday through Friday, mm -hmm. right? Saturday where is game day where yeah. if you just put a, just give me a little ounce of that. Monday through Friday? Yeah. Dude, we'll make you a much better Saturday player. And yeah. he's like, yeah, it's not my passion. And I'm like, but his passion to win is. And so it even carries over a little bit to academics and the fact that his uh, one of his close friends is teared up. And he didn't get the, they didn't, for whatever reason, they're like, well, once you start on this path, this is the path you're on. Yeah. And so he's like an advanced math. Right. But his friend is actually teared up. In algebra, yeah, or something like that. Okay, and he's okay. like, and, so, and and they does, he asked we asked last year, and they're like, oh, that's a closed program. You had to start that in fifth grade. So so wow. if it doesn't matter, um, it, it won't matter if he's in advanced math, but if he's in algebra or geometry, it, yeah. it will go on his transcript, and that will go on his high school transcript. But if if the administration has stated that you know when he returns, he can then take the final, yeah. and then he will receive a final grade. All they'll do is do a grade change. Yeah. And then the grade will change on the transcript. So then he'll, he'll be fine. He'll be Perfect. fine. That's typically the process anyway. You know, we have plenty of kids that will, um, you know, take trips and do things in high school. And we'd have to, you know, we'd, we'd try to accommodate them as best as we can. But bottom line, when grades are due, grades are due. Yeah. Did you do it? No? Okay. So then that's a zero. Yeah. And we got to <laughs> keep moving forward. And then we'll come back and we can do a grade change. Okay. You know? You take the test, you put the grade in, and then it will change. And and, and it's really uh, the semester grade that's, that's that goes on the transcript, not a quarter grade or anything like that. It's a semester grade. So if he um, if if you've already you know talked to your administration about that, then I think you'll be you'll be fine. You'll be fine. Yeah, <laughs> okay. the, 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 there's a spot that you can say this is my parents' fault. <laughs> my parents planned a vacation right. or, or whatever. Yeah. Right, I right, have right. to go where my parents go. You know, they do hey, feed the deal me. is the deal. Like, yeah. you, hey, when's a good deal? You got to take advantage. <laughs> yeah. So. yeah. That's right. It sounds like a wonderful program. And, and, and I love hearing programs like that, especially for Southern Nevada kids to be able to find opportunities to, uh, you know, to go to school. Uh, it's a valuable, valuable thing. I've we've tried to instill that in my own home of how important school is and, and, and even doing that schoolwork because the skill sets that you learn even in elementary and junior high bleed into your high school days. Mm -hmm. If you don't learn how to study, apply yourself yeah. and do those, regardless of what level math class you're in, you're not going to have those skill sets when you get to high school or even further on. Yeah. It's that consistency of, of those attributes that bleed on even to your professional life, whatever you get yeah, into. Exactly. And that's the whole, the whole point of school. Yeah. So. so, so our scholarships, let me talk more about our scholarships. Sure, let's All roll right. it out. So. We're talking money. That's easy. So, this so, is so, free money. Yeah. Let's talk about free money. That's what exactly. the title be. Title is how to get free money from Donovan. That's right. Okay. So we have scholarships that are as small as 200 bucks and as big as full ride and everything in between. So I know Eric's going to probably do a full ride scholarship with his program, right? We don't know yet. We don't know. <laughs> we we'll don't talk know about yet. it, Eric. But um, we have scholarships that are good for one year, renewable for two years, mm -hmm. and renewable for four years. We have scholarships that are very specific, meaning you have to go to this specific school and major in this specific thing, you know? So like UNLV and business, or UNLV and marketing, or UNR, 
You know, it's, those specific ones are typically probably won't local be getting schools. a UNR uh, endorsement out of this <laughs> office. So, so there, we do have some specific scholarships, right? Yep, and it, for those uh, at home, you can see I'm wearing the old logo. Sorry to offend, but uh huh, uh huh. Aren't they going to change it back? I heard they're changing. Yeah, it back. they did. They they changed it back. Okay, yeah, they, okay. it's called common sense. <laughs> <laughs> So we also have scholarships that are wide open, meaning you can go anywhere and major in anything. Yeah. Okay? Or, you know, you can go anywhere, but you have to major in this specific thing. Okay. So there's a lot of variety in there. Um, I like to, some, some of our donors like to have fun. And uh, we have one um, scholarship called the There's Still Hope Scholarship for Smart Slackers. And he's just looking for um, the kid with a GPA below a 3.0. So you, ha you have to have a GPA below 3.0 to qualify and the highest ACT score wins. Um, wow. You know, so last year we had a kid um, that actually, you know, he was from a CCSD school, um, Northwest Career Tech. Um, he got a 31 on his ACT. And wow. He below a 3.0 GPA. So a true, true, true slacker. Um, and that's a scholarship for $1,000 uh, this year. That's a $1,000 scholarship. And it only takes about five minutes to apply. My, my brother-in-law would, would have loved that scholarship. My brother-in-law almost flunked out of high school and now has two master's degrees. Mm -hmm. <laughs> did, you, did you know that about Ben? No, I did not know that. About yeah, him. yeah. He, he's, they. That's one more thing barely, that I like about him they now. Barely, he barely passed through high school wow. with a D average. And. Uh, See, that's exactly how almost, I was in high almost, school. They almost kicked him out of school, I think twice or three times. And he hated his teach like his teachers hated him, like put him in positions where he wouldn't succeed on purpose. And that's what, that's what made him uh, want to be a teacher, and uh, and now my, and then uh, and then that's when um, that's what made him become a teacher, and that's what made him pursue multiple uh, uh, masters. He was going to pursue a PhD as well, and I think a little bit is like, hey, to show my teachers that yeah i was a smart slacker you just didn't right. know it yeah i like that scholarship that's exactly how i was I, I i thought high school i couldn't you couldn't instill in me the seriousness of it i mean like i i just but then i got out of school and for some reason it clicked in my head and then it got for reals and then i started paying attention i don't know why but yeah no that yeah. sounds so, so, there's, so there's a lot of variety in there. Um, you know, we have scholarships from, you know, NV Energy. Um, you know, MGM came to us last year, and, and they did a million-dollar scholarship for their employees' kids. Um, so that was really cool. The impact was about 80 kids um, locally were able to receive $10,000 scholarships um, and, and, compete, and compete in, even, in an even smaller pool. You yeah. know? Um, that scholarship was $2,500. Uh, per year renewable for four years, you know, so we're hoping we can get that one again, you know, uh, Cox um, has a scholarship with us, you know, we have many, many donors throughout throughout the valley. Um, so it's a really great pro. It's a really, really great program. We don't charge the students for anything. We don't charge the donors. Um, and then there's a lot of, you know, services, you know, as a nonprofit that we do in between that um, at the end. Um, at the end of the cycle, which ends, our cycle opens every year, October 1st. It closes um, January 31st. 
and then that's when the review process starts. And for most of our scholarships, they're reviewed um, by, by your transcript. So, uh -huh. And this is what I tell the younger people, because I'll have ninth graders and, and so on coming yeah. to my table and saying, oh, what's this about scholarships? You know, um, but this is where you compete with us. This is what the reviewers look at. They look at your transcript, you know, so grades are important. They look at your letters of recommendation. So I always emphasize that your relationships are important on campus and off campus. Um, they look at your resume. So staying busy is important, you know, on campus and off campus. Um, some scholarships are needs-based and will require a financial letter. You know, I would have been a great candidate for a needs-based scholarship, you know, with my story and my upbringing. Um, you know, and some scholarships are needs-based and will require a statement. You Is know, there a redheaded stepchild scholarship? Yeah, because yeah. that's what I should have qualified <laughs> for. I had great grades. I had great, uh, great, uh, but I didn't tell my story. Yeah. And I think that's, that's something that, yeah. uh, you I would think you would have been a good needs-based kid for sure. I would, but my parents wouldn't <laughs> fill out the financial forms. Wow. My, my mom never went to college. Mm -hmm. Oh, really? My stepdad. I don't, he got a GED. He never even graduated from high school. And so they never saw the value in me going to school. Mm -hmm. They're like, if you want to go to college, it's on you. It's on you, brother. Right. And yeah. so, uh, yeah. And I look back at, so I've been working I, in all through high school. I, on top of playing sports and being in extracurricular activities, I carried a part time job. And, uh, and then, you know, that it's kind of been, me so, my whole life so, so i got good news for you eric good oh i love you it ready okay so something that you probably haven't heard of is is uh, the uh ccsd fafsa nights for for kids like you that <laughs> <laughs> that you know didn't have a lot of support and might not have a lot of direction so so what we're doing um, and i could send you that as well because there's still many uh, uh fafsa nights uh, left in fact um, I believe there's one at Foothill. I'll be at Foothill on the 21st, which is Monday. Yeah. Um, so what they're doing is that they're going to have people on campus to help kids, um, you know, fill out the FAFSA online, um, you know, a as well as, um, you know, um, like uh, College of Southern Nevada, I believe will be there. There'll be colleges there where you can you can start the application to to get into college online. Um, so that's kind of a that's kind of a CCSD initiative, and and, and it's in combination with uh, college fairs. Yeah. You know? So there'll nice. be a room where there'll be a bunch of colleges. They'll be sitting and giving information, and then they have a lab, a computer lab, where you can actually go in and start applications and that sort of thing. That's um, that's so phenomenal. Really great opportunity. Yeah. In, it in, is. in Henderson on the twenty first. I'll send you the schedule. I'll send, send you the, me the schedule. schedule. I'm going to get so the word out. So you can see, because um, we, we've been doing it for October, pretty much. The whole month of October we, we started. So we're going to be going through the end of October, um, you know, doing these doing these uh, FASPA nights. And I'm at all of them. So yeah, on, that's why I'm so tired. So on your <laughs> on your website, we'll have scheduling and everything. Not right for there? the FAFSA nights. So I'll have to send you the, the there's a um, there's a handout that's going around okay. for that. Um, th that's not a part of the Public Ed Foundation, um, but we work we work together, you know, with CCSD, right. um, you know, to uh, try to create opportunities and college access for kids, um, you know. So that's more of a CCSD, you know, co uh, collaboration. Um, you know, and, and coordinating with the counselors and, and CCSD and all that stuff. Um, but it's Got a really it. good had, had you ever heard of that? No, no. And see, uh, his, his kids are, are old enough 
that they sh- he should be going to those. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. So. Yeah. So I'll send that over to you. Because I don't want to pay for anything. But but <laughs> that's Eric, my problem. Yes. <laughs> Eric, let me finish with this. Okay. Sorry, so sorry. so what happens? Eric's always getting me off track, man. Right. So what happens is because um, you didn't hear the cool part because I know you're gonna love this part. Okay. So especially being being a donor. Um, so you know. Needs-based scholarship or not, you know, we have plenty of those. Not all of our scholarships are needs-based. I get that question a lot. Some of, many of them are merit-based, meaning, you know, we're talking GPA. We're talking more of a, what's your GPA? Have a really good essay conversation yeah. versus you have to demonstrate a need. Um, but there's plenty of essay questions. So, you know, so for your scholarship, you'll have to, you know, write an essay question. You know, we'll have some suggestions and that sort of thing um, on essay questions. So for every scholarship that students apply for, we notify them in the spring of their senior year um, whether they're being awarded or not. Okay. okay. If they're being awarded, we actually have a luncheon in the spring where we invite um, the person who created the scholarship, the donor, right. to meet with the students you know, or meet with all of their scholarship recipients and have lunch together. They go on stage together. They take pictures. They get recognized. Um, and it's a really, you know, fun event. We do a scholarships yeah. luncheon every every year where we bring, bring all that together um, at the end of the year. What typically happens after that is we reach out to the students and um, we, we kind of hold them accountable. We hold them accountable for um, the details of the scholarship, whatever the scholarship said they have to follow through on, you know, so if it yeah. said you're going to UNLV and you're majoring in marketing, you know, we require that they send their documents over stating that, you know, do they have to keep a couple the certain grade up at UNLV that, that, you know what, that depends on the scholarship. If it's okay. a renewable scholarship that says you need to maintain a certain, and we do have some that are like that, then they, they have to do that. Otherwise, if it's, if it's open, we have many scholarships that are just one year deals. Oh, you know? got it. Um, you know, so, but we, but, but they send in their documents um, you know, we verify that it matches the details and the qualifications of the scholarship, and then we send the funds directly to the school. Nice. You know? So that's the whole routine of it. So it's a really awesome, awesome program where the community has really come together to create, uh, you know, a nice pool of scholarships, a nice marketplace right. of scholarships where, where, where just our kids can, can go in and compete. You know, I try to emphasize to the kids that it's still a competition, you know, so you have to put your best work in there. Um, but, but, you know, it's a competition against 50, 100, you know, maybe even 200 kids as opposed to 10,000, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> you know, which, you know, who knows how many people you're competing against when it comes to some of these uh, regional or national scholarships programs. See, I'm just not believing the hype of, of I, I, I think a lot of kids, you get a lot of kids that are involved in this. You get a lot of kids planning their futures and stuff like that. I mean, you hear on the news how horrible the school district is and how, and it reflects down upon our kids. Mm-hmm. You know, our kids are too dumb or this and that. You know, I mean, that's basically the bottom line of yeah. what they're talking about. And it's just not true. Not true. You know, I mean, uh, the, these kids are working hard. They get into programs like this and there's, I find it fascinating, but at the same time, I'm, I'm just, it, it's good. And it's good for a father of seven who, you know, if I had to pay out of my pocket for every one of my kids' college, I w- I'm going to be a homeless man by the time I'm done with it. I mean, it, And we've it, got it, a good-looking box for you, by the way. I yeah. bet you do. <laughs> Full market price. Full market price. <laughs> but, you know, I, it, it helps out the parents also. Yeah. It helps out the household. 
Yeah. And, and, uh, and a lot of kids are, are nervous and they're scared. They don't know what they're going to do in the future or even how to pay for it, yeah. you know, and, and, and some don't want to do them, you know, the military thing. Some end up doing that and that's fine if that's the route that you want to take, but there's many other ways you can do it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think, un- un- unfortunately we have a lot of, um, I mean, there's a lot of people out there, I think in general that, um, you know, focus on the wrong things. You know, I think, you know, your focus is is important. If you choose to focus on negatives, then you're going to find negatives in in any you know situation. You, yes, you, you you really can. You can find negatives in any situation. Um, and if you choose to focus on the positives and just stay upbeat, then that then that's what you'll find. You know. So there's a lot of positives, I think, going on with our kids in in in, in our community and and the the colleges that they're going to. I mean. For crying out loud, we had kids at Foothill last year that that got into you know MIT and UCLA and you know um, you know I know at the foundation we're sending checks to um, Harvard and Stanford you know so these are kids coming from the Clark County School District you know yeah, wonderful and I, That's and I don't know and Those I don't know if, stories. I don't know if you know the percentage or the chances of getting into a school like UCLA or MIT but it's probably less than you know three or four percent of yeah. the applicants actually get in you got you know? kids from all over uh, the nation trying to get into those things yeah. yeah yeah so there's a lot of a lot of good things happening and you know if you if you choose to focus on uh the positives you'll find a lot of positives but but yeah there's i think there's negatives everywhere you know see and that's something eric and i have talked on a podcast pr- before this is how exciting this valley is right now i mean i feel like it, it, it is an exciting time you've been here a long time this is an exciting time to be here in this valley you know, all these opportunities. I, I wish these opportunities were around when I was younger, going to school at basic yeah. high. And, and that's and that's part of like having Donovan here. It's like we have, so Donovan's talking about he's from Queens, then California, and now he's been here for 20 plus years. Now he's a pillar of the community. And he laughs when I say that, but right, we're in a little way, we're all pillars of the community. Absolutely. And, and I'm just trying to show a little spotlight on on probably one of the best looking ones, you know, and uh oh, thank you eric <laughs> i appreciate it <laughs> so. but you know like you said earlier you know uh, you, you talk about your dad i don't think you have to be a dad to be a dad if you know what i'm saying yeah. you don't have to be that kid's father you know i mean doing programs like this helping out coaching all of these p- pillar type behaviors you know makes a, a great great community yeah. it does and i mean i think we have some some stuff to be proud of too with regards to you know the opportunities here because um i'll meet like i met i met a family from um um where are they from they're from uh, from utah um the other night they were so excited when they saw scholarships and um you know i started talking to them about it and i said um yeah and and, and you know all of these go to southern nevada kids or is this, right? is this a free money check, or do we have to call it scholarships? You can't call it free money. <laughs> I like I like that title the a lot better. Money. I think it it would motivate motivate people a little bit more if they instead of calling it scholarship, like it's some high mountain, like because in some people's minds, like oh my kid is not eligible for a scholarship, or my kid's not good enough. Mm-hmm. Well, I think a lot of kids feel that way. They're like oh I'm not good enough. Instead right. of like, dude, uh, there's free money laying around. Did you did you? Try to grab it, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm not going to change the name. We're not going to change the name, Eric. Scholarship, scholarship, new campaign. Scholarship. But I do, money, but I do. Free money certificate. I, I do try with. to give out. You can run with Bernie, and you guys can take over the world. Uh, that's a different free certificate. 
but but anyways man with good information donovan it was great i want to have you back um once again for those that are listening please subscribe thank you to rooftop realty for opening your offices and letting us be in here and use your equipment Donovan, thank you for coming in from the Public Education Foundation. Foundation, and, and, and we're going to put the uh, links and everything in the bios on Instagram and also on iTunes and all that. I'm going to hook all that up so everyone will be able to hit wow. it up and check the website out. And going to be iTunes famous. Yeah, I, iTunes famous. We're trying, man. We're you trying. didn't let me again, finish man. my last point. Can I finish my last point? Jeez. Okay. No. Okay. So I wanted to make sure that everyone also knew. Um, about the Nevada Promise opportunity, which is not part of the Public Ed Foundation, where you can get up to three years of tuition-free um, schooling at CSN, College of Great Basin, or Truckee Meadow. I wanted to make sure that everyone, and you could, this is, th- these are things you can Google, yeah. okay? Google Nevada Promise. Google Millennium Scholarship, okay? How many communities have a Millennium Scholarship where just by having good grades and a, and a, and a strong ACT score, you can have $10,000, you I know? Wish. Um, so that was just if you guys wanna date me, that Millennium Scholarship came after after you I graduated. Oh man, but uh, but so the so then after those two things, then you're on the hunt and you're looking for scholarships, and we'd be a great place for you to hunt. Fabulous. <laughs> Thank you guys for having me. Yeah. It's it my was... first podcast. I don't. I usually don't do podcasts or anything like. Now this. you love it. How'd I do? Oh, he loves. The oh microphone. yeah. See that microphone? He loves the microphone. Dude, so. it's awesome. <laughs> It's awesome. It was wonderful meeting you and hearing your story, and it's very inspiring. Very inspiring. So, like you can like us on like their little subscribe down, and we'll get the word out, Donovan. And so I'll be iTunes. I'm going to be iTunes famous now. Yeah, you'll be out there. You'll be out there. Haven't been on there. Okay. Right on. (laughs) Hey, thanks everyone for listening, and we'll catch you later.